Amen. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, I want you to turn with me to the book of Matthew. Book of Matthew. Scripture is going to be very foreign to you. Probably never heard it before in your life. Go to chapter 6. I want you to go with me to verse 25 to start with. And let's begin reading there this morning. The Bible says, let me turn this up just a little bit so we make sure we hear it on the tape. Amen. Matthew chapter 6. We're going to go to verse 25 to start. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat or what ye shall drink. Nor yet for your body. What ye shall put on is not the life more than meat. Listen very carefully to this word this morning. And the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air. For they sow not, neither do they reap. Nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon... In all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the fields, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Take there, he said, therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. And here's the nut in a nutshell. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Father, for the next few moments here this morning, God, I ask you, Jesus, just anoint these lips of clay. Use me, O God, as a mouthpiece this morning. Give us the spiritual ears to hear your voice in this word today. Give us the spiritual eyes to see the path as you lay it out before us. Master, would you give us the godly wisdom to walk in that path? And we thank you so much. We praise you for it. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You can be seated. The title of this message is First. First.
How many of you worry about making your bills? Awful quiet in here for a Lutheran church. Doesn't that sound like the Word of God's true? After these things do the Gentiles seek. You know, we try to line up with the Word of God, don't we? Well, we got one person in the church today that's trying to line up with the Word of God. Amen. We try to line up with the Word of God, do we not? Okay. So, do we just pick parts and pieces out to line up with? Is that how we do it? Don't lie. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. But I want to change that this morning. How many times have you ever heard me quote that Scripture? How many times have you quoted that Scripture? How many times have you looked at it? But yet we're still ignoring it. We're still ignoring it. We go to an extent. But I want you to look closely at something today. I want us to look a little closer at that Scripture. It is a key to the kingdom. Yes, true enough. But I think we're not looking at it as as intensely as we should be looking at it. Listen. He said, Why take ye thought for raiment? Why are you even thinking about it? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not. Jesus is telling you, you're killing yourself. And we are. We're killing ourselves. I got to thinking about this yesterday. I got to thinking about this yesterday. Yeah, you know what? God has is, is, is always took care of me. He has taken care of me. God has always sustained me, and He's always sent me business. But you know what? The most blessed I've ever been financially was when I didn't take any thought for it. I didn't care about my business. I could care less about my business. My world revolved around Jesus and His Word. That was it, buddy. I would call my wife, man. And I'm going to tell you, I had a big business in Tennessee. And I'd call my wife to cancel every appointment, cancel everything, cancel, hold every call. You just tell them I'm out of pocket. I'm going to be spending the rest of the day with Jesus. And that was it. Buddy, I mean, the more I turned it up for Jesus, I went into prison one day. One of my brothers that was in the prison... The one that I went to see so much, the Lord gave me free reign of the prison. I could come and go anytime I wanted to. I could go to any guild or anything I wanted to. I had free run of it. I could go anywhere I wanted in that prison. <clears throat> and uh, I come in, and, and, and my brother called me. He said, hey, <clears throat> he said, uh, there's a guy in here that really wants to sit down and talk with you. I said, okay. So I went in there, <clears throat> and I, I met with a guy. I sat down, sat down in the guild. You know, it's a big guild. with a, Each one's a private unit of itself, and it's got all these tables and stuff in it. And I sat down with him, and he said, great big dude, man. He said, man, I really, he was talking and telling me about it, you know, his life and things, and he was really wanting to make a change in his life, and he had a lot of questions and things. And, and then he said, you know, he said, he said, sir, he said, I just want to tell you how really appreciate you taking all this time for me 
to you know out of your day to just come and sit down with me in here and talk with me like this. I said, brother, I said, let me tell you how this works. I have a business. I said, but I said my cell phone is out there in my truck, and I said. I'm in here taking care of the Lord's business. And I said, while I'm in here talking to you, taking care of the Lord's business, He's out there in my truck taking care of my business. I said, and I guarantee you, while I'm in here, because I can't bring a cell phone in here, while I'm in here, that cell phone is jumping up and down in my truck seat with customers I've never heard of, with new customers I ain't never advertised to, just people coming out of the blue. I guarantee you when I get out there, there'll be all kinds of new customers on that phone wanting me to come do work for them. Not to come bid it, to come do it. Oh, I heard about you through so-and-so or so-and-so. Man, could you come and do our work for us? Could you come do this job for me? I said, you know what? I said, that's the way it works. I take care of Jesus, He takes care of me. And you know the trade-off is this. He does a whole lot better job of taking care of my business than I do of taking care of His business. Amen? amen. Say amen. Praise God. We're in a Pentecostal church here. And praise God. Say it for the sake of the tape. Amen. amen. Pretend you're Pentecostal for a few minutes. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so, what I want you to get a hold of today is, you know, the Scripture comes to mind where the Lord says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. We hear the Scripture. We know the Scripture exists. But the question is, do you believe Jesus? Do you believe Him? Do you believe God? We say we believe Him. But did you know Jesus, Jesus said, if you love me, ah, trapped. You just trapped yourself right there. You know you just walked right in and closed the gate behind you. Did you realize that? Did you hear the clink? We was building a prison one time. We was building a prison one time and it was Friday afternoon. I had a big crew of guys and it was Friday afternoon and one of the guys walked into one of them prison cells. I wasn't there that day. But one of the guys walked into one of the prison cells, and one of the other fellows just thought it was funny, and he closed the door. Clean. Brand new prison. No key. The fellow that went in there was severely claustrophobic. And this was a cell about this wide. And about six foot long, no window, no light. Little bitty window on the door. And the only one that had a key was the architect, and he was out of town. When he heard, let me tell you, when he heard that clank, <laughs> that's the same noise it just made when you walked into that room right there. <laughs> clank. All right, so let's take a look. 
Isn't it good that this is a book of suggestions? Huh? It's not? What is it? Uh-oh. She's walking on such high ground, she's got a nosebleed. Praise God, she's walking on higher ground. You know what? She's still caught in that last message. All right. So let's look and see what he said here. Look at verse 31. Everybody underline this in your Bibles or mark it, highlight it. He said, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? I rest my case. Did everybody catch that? Sister Hoy, that's just pretty plain stuff right there, isn't it? But you know how often we just flow over stuff like that? We never really stop to think about it. We just don't because we're not programmed that way. But I'm trying to reprogram everybody. You see what I mean? That you look at that and you know what that, you know what that is? That's not a suggestion. You know what that is? That's a command. Jesus didn't say, yeah, you know what, maybe you should not. Be. You know what he said? He said, wherefore, take no thought. What does that mean, Brother, brother Jay? Because you know I'm going to pick on you, brother. You're the only man left in the building. Amen with me. So, Okay, what's that mean? Does that, is that what it means? Yeah. Don't even, give it, don't even give it your attention. Don't even think about it. What the heck are you thinking about? You know what Jesus said? He said, take no thought. He said, take no thought. Not some thought, not a little thought. He said, take no thought. Saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Now, let me ask you this, and you don't have to answer it. You don't have to answer it, but I want everybody to close your eyes right now, and I want you to just go into your mind's eye right now, and I want you to think about it. Now, how many times in the past month or two, or maybe even the past week or two, have you thought, how in the world am I going to pay this bill? How in the world am I going to make ends meet? How in the world am I going to have enough money to do all I need to do? How many times have you said that? You don't, you don't have to say a word. Just, I just want you to think about it in your mind's eye right there. And did you know what? Did you know that's a sin? Did you know that's a sin now? It may not have been sin to you guys here today, but if you do it from now on, it's a sin. You know why that is? Because to him that knoweth to do good do it, and doeth it not, it is to him it is sin. So I'm just making all that a sin for you right now. Praise God. Say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Sister Terry's praising God for that. Amen. I just put some more sins on your plate, see? Can't do it. Can't do it no more. You know why? And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something from experience. Remember about me telling you that time that Jesus told me, said, huh, that's funny, that ain't what you preach. Remember me telling you about that? When it was raining cats and dogs and we had something to do? And you know what? I preached about, to, I preached about, to, uh, 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 you know, about the Lord stopping the sun and all that kind of stuff. I preached about that. But you know what? That ain't what I was preaching that morning. I was preaching the mullet grubs. I was getting right in there with the, I was just laying down just like a doggy laying up to the fire. Well, I guess that's it. Well, woe is me. Woe is everybody in the church. God said, man. Raining out there, ain't it? Yeah, man. He says, funny, that's not what you preach. And God showed me right there. Son, 
how long you've been in this. How many times do I have to show you that I am more than enough? How many times? I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this message this morning. I want to ask you that question. How many times is it going to take for God to show you that He is more than enough? He's not worried about you being sufficient. He don't need you to be sufficient. He is sufficient. You just need to do what Jesus told you to do. You're His hands and His feet and His mouthpiece and His laborer in this vineyard. He's not concerned about your mealy mouth nonsense like He's not concerned about mine. This is trivial nonsense that we're worried about. How are we going to eat? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? Jesus can open a rock up and give you drink. Jesus can make the people around you give you their stuff. He ain't worried about this Mickey Mouse worldly nonsense. Jesus said, Why are you worried about this stuff? Don't you know who I am? How many times have I shown you who I am? How many times am I show you this? I mean, what's it going to take? I got a message on my desk right now called, What's It Going to Take? You know why your ends don't meet? Because we ain't got a hold of Matthew 6.33. That's why the ends ain't meeting. I promise you, if your ends are not meeting, it ain't Jesus' fault. And don't for one minute try to push it off on Jesus and say, well, this must just be some of that suffering God talks about. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Uh Uh-uh. No. Mm Mm-mm. I want to tell you about a little scripture that says... From the first day, huh? Oh, come on, sister. You're rocking my world, man. Oh, help me, Lord. Praise God. Help me, Jesus. From the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand, amen, and to chasten thyself before Thy God, thy prayers were heard, and I am come for thy words. See that? I'm here to tell you about a life change right here. Did you know we're named that? Just in case y'all didn't know that, that's our name. Change of life, Pentecostal, praise God. And another thing I want to drop in there right quick is, listen, you don't have to worry about the tabernacle part when you're telling people it's change of, change of life, Pentecostal, because it gets to be so long and you, you stumble through it. It's change of life, Pentecostal. We are Pentecostal tabernacle, praise God, but it's change of life, Pentecostal, praise God. That's what you need to tell people when you go to church. Change of life, Pentecostal. Change of life, Pentecostal. It rolls right off the tongue, praise God. Change of life, Pentecostal. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I, I thought about Plantersville Pentecostal or <laughs> no, Pentecostals of Navasota, P-O-N, or amen, or P-O-P, whatever. It's all these acronyms they come up with. But you know what? Pray, praise God. Listen, I want, you to, I want you to have a life change right now today. I want this to change your life today, and it's going to change your life today. This church is changing today. I'm telling you right now, it's changing right now. Praise God. This church has made a change today. 
Hallelujah. Because the pastor has made a change today. Today, praise God. I told my wife, praise God, I'm going to tell you, man, it's, a, it's, it's, it's on right now. Praise God, I'm not waiting any longer. Amen. I'm going to turn this thing up. And we're going to turn this world upside down right here in this area. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to kiss my little honey on the cheek and off I go. I'm coming to the church. Amen. And this is where I'm going to be. Praise God. I'm going to be studying and praying and uh, praise God and fasting and doing things and, and working my tail off in this church. Amen. Praise God. You watch God. You watch God turn it up. You watch God turn your life up if you'll do the same. Amen. Question is, what are you giving God? I'm not just talking about money. It, 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 it includes money. But I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about what are you giving God? Did you know what the Lord said? He said, with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. Did you know the Bible says, but seek Ye first, the kingdom of God. What does that mean, Sister Tara? What does that mean? What does it mean, seek ye first the kingdom of God? What does it mean? Yes, come on with it. Yeah, the things of God. The things of God. His will, His His word, His His church. Amen. His ministry, all that has to do with His kingdom. Did you know, selling garbage out there, that ain't of His kingdom. Do you think Jesus needs to parade hot rods and people in their daisy dukes out there to promote the church? Is that how you get people in the house of God? Is you put a, a bunch of uh, worldly stuff out there in the parking lot to get them in the parking lot? What do you, what do, you do then? Lock the gate and run the cars out? What the heck are you trying to do? You don't have to smooth people to get them in the house of God. You don't have to have... I see people do all kinds of things. Put big dinners on and, and have a, they start having a Wednesday night dinner and all that kind of stuff. They start doing these weightlifting programs and these wrestling matches and all that kind of garbage. They're not coming for Jesus. Well, if we could just get them in and... We just, uh, that's how we get them in and then we go change them. No, you ain't. Because the minute you try to change them, out they're going to go. Because they didn't come for Jesus to start with and they're not going to stay for Jesus either. <laughs> Let me tell you something. This is America, folks. This is America. Most people that are not in church don't want church. Let me tell you something. If they're not in church, period, <laughs> the chances of you getting them in a church like this is going to be very slim. But I tell you what, there's a bunch of them out there that are going to be in this church. I don't know where they're coming from. Don't know how they're coming. Don't know where they're coming. But I know they are coming. Praise God. They're coming. Amen. Not only this, but there's people on the Internet that are going to be faithful to this church right here. Amen. And we're going to make a way for them to receive this church. We're going to make a way for them to get messages. Amen. And a way for them to perhaps start a ministry in other parts of the land. I feel the Holy Ghost on that. Praise God. We're going to start opening this church up, praise God, to the world. They're going to see this church. They're going to know this church. They're going to hear this message. Praise God. Amen. 
Hallelujah. We're going to get all these things. You know how we're going to do it? We're going to quit looking for them. We're going to quit trying to fill the seats by our methods. We're going to start doing everything we can. And God's going to fill the seats. We're going to turn up our walk with Jesus and make the best me we can be, the best you you can be. And God is not only going to give you those things He promised He would. Do you believe Jesus? Do you believe He'll do what He said He'll do? Didn't He say, But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and what? Which is... Whatsoever God declares is right, which you find in the in the Bible, that's right. Okay, so whatsoever God declares is right. So he says, hey, if, seek ye first the kingdom of God. That means everything to do with his kingdom. You know, that don't mean, that don't mean uh, 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 your job. That don't mean that kind of stuff. You know what? It's time we tell our job, hey, we, you know what? You just make time. For God's stuff. Make time. Make no provision for the flesh. Make no provision for the flesh. Don't make opportunity for the flesh to start lusting after stuff. Don't make any provision to the flesh to start capitalizing on those lusts. We need to start making provisions for God to bless us in. There's a message called Avenues of Blessings I preached years ago. God needs you to provide His way to you. There is an avenue that God will bless you in, and you provide that avenue. You know what it's called? The law, the harvest. It's called sowing and reaping. How many of you need more from God? Do you mean it? You know, I'm not just talking about monetary. We all need more money, don't we? But I'm not just talking about more money. How many of you need more forgiveness? How many of you need more power? How many of you need more faith? How many of you need more joy? How many of you need more peace? Amen. I can give you the key to all of that right now. You ready? I'm going to give you a key to everything I just said right now. You ready? Matthew 6, 33. Our priorities are wrong. Our priorities are wrong. We got our job first because that's our living. But our job's not our living. People's jobs are the world's living. Our job is not our sustenance. Did you know that? Once you signed on with Jesus, see, that's part of a democracy. That's part of the world, but you're not of the world. When you signed on with Jesus and you signed on with this, you're no longer of the world. You're in the world, but not of the world. You're in the world, but you're of the kingdom, not a democracy. Our citizenship, the Bible says, our conversation, which that word means citizenship, in that particular instance in the Bible, it says our conversation is in heaven. That word conversation means citizenship in the Greek. Our citizenship is in heaven. Amen. So we don't go by worldly standards. We go by heavenly 
kingdom standards. We're part of the kingdom. So we're not no longer broke. From the moment we set our hearts and set our minds to understand, from the first moment that thou didst set thine heart, which is what? The mind. To understand and to chasten thyself. Every time you start getting that worried spirit, which, by the way, is a sin, worry is the opposite of faith. Let me ask you a question. Has worry ever got you anything? Make you sick. Make you sick, won't it? Have you ever worried about something till you just ready to vomit? I have many times in my life. I have thrown up. So sick worried about something. You know what you just worried about? Let me tell you what you I can tell you, anybody in here, I can tell you what you were worried about. I can tell you exactly, without fail, I can promise you this is the right answer. I can tell you what you were worried about was something that hadn't happened yet. You know what that is? Worry is interest paid on something that hasn't happened yet. You're paying interest on something that ain't even happened yet, ain't even took place yet. Because, listen, once it happens, you're not worried about it no more. It's over with. But worry is the opposite of faith. And Jesus said, why take you thought for this? Why are you doing that? He said, why are you doing that? You know why he's asking that question? Because you don't have to. You don't have to. The faith God's talking about in the Word of God, it's not faith that moves mountains. The faith he's talking about is the Word of God. That's our faith. Of what faith are you? The Pentecostal faith, the apostolic faith, apostolic doctrine. That's our faith. Okay? Now, so he said, why take you thought for what you will eat? Well, you know what? We do that a lot. How are we going to eat? If I don't work, well, the Bible says if a man don't work, he won't eat. Well, let me tell you what. Don't let that throw you off your game. Don't let that throw you off the path. The Bible said, amen, he'd never leave you nor forsake you. So if you don't leave him and forsake him by saying, well, my job first because I, God said if a man don't work, he, shall, he, he won't eat. See how the devil will take that stuff and turn it on its head. But that still does not change the Word of God. There are certain things in the Bible that take precedence over other things in the Bible. Amen. They still work perfectly and fluidly together. But it's just like when the devil said, hey, cast yourself down from here. It is written, even the devil tried to use the Scripture, but he didn't rightly divide the Word. You see what I mean? What he said was Scripture. He says, it is written that God has given his angels charge over thee, and they will bear thee up, lest at any time they should dash thou put against the stone. That is Bible. But Jesus came right back and he said, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. See, that that superseded what the devil just said. You see? And so because what the devil said was Scripture, but it wasn't rightly divided word. So though the Bible says, if a man don't work, he shall not eat, that still does not, what I'm talking about supersedes that. What I'm talking about says, that still does not ever put work in an improper position. Everything still comes second to God. Let me tell you something. Do you worry about having enough work? Uh huh. Okay. Do you know why you don't have enough work? That's right. It's exactly right. 
You know what? There's another reason why you don't have enough. Because you know what? God wants more from you. Did you know why I have problems in my life? Because I worry about it. You know why I have problems in my life? Because God wants more from me. And the more I give Him, the more He wants from me. This is how it works. See what I mean? Praise God. And you know what? It's always going to be that way. And that's good. Because the more we give, the more we get. Amen. So if you need more, if you need more, what do you need to do? Which is, if you want a bigger harvest, woo! <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Praise God. That's it. That's it, man. If you want a bigger harvest, come on. Sow more seed. Listen, that don't just people say, oh, uh, he's preaching for money now. Oh, wait a minute. Hold a wagon. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about everything, everything in your life. Now, let me ask you a question. Do any of you have any more time you could give to the kingdom of God? Uh Uh-oh, now he's getting all up in my time. (laughs) Now he's working on that last nerve. Reckon any of you could give any more time to studying the Word of God? Reckon anybody could give any more time to prayer? I mean, maybe just a little more time to fasting? Turn around, the whole church is empty. What is everybody? <laughs> he went to cussing all kind of four-letter words, pray, fast. I don't know what the heck he's talking about. I had to leave that place. <laughs> See my wife running now. Amen. That just helped push her right on out, see? Church, we got to get this this morning. we got to get a hold of this. This is the key to the changing of your life right here. This is the key to your life right now. When you, If you'll commit today, if you will commit today, that's it, Lord. Thank you for the message today, God. This is it. I commit more time to you, Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm giving my life to you today, God. You are my life. Lord, I'm committing my way to you, God. I'm committing my way. I'm making straight paths for my feet. I'm making a clear path for my feet to you. I'm giving you more, God. I'm going to turn my life up for you. God, won't you lead me? Now, let me ask you a question. Is there a limit to what God can do? Did you know when Jesus needed some money, did he go and play the stock market or did he... Huh? That would have been Peter. Uh-huh. Imagine that. So, you know what? I told my wife a couple of days ago, I said, you know, I was just thinking about that. I said, you know what? Somewhere there was a ship out there with sunken treasure. And he sent that fish down to get him a piece of that sunken treasure. I'm going to need some of that. And that fish was out there. Now, let me tell you something. There's a lot of fish in the ocean. But he told Peter... 
to cast a hook in. And the first fish that came up, did you know Jesus had to set that situation up ahead of time? That didn't just happen. Jesus had that fish with a piece of money in his mouth waiting on that hook. I'm going to have tread water here all day. Come on. I've got things to do. He threw the hook out there. Didn't say anything about putting nothing on the hook. Just throw a hook out there. The fish bit, come up. He opened his mouth, got the piece of money. A fish, a fish brought Peter the money he needed. I don't call Peter having to get his boat back out, man, call the crew together. I didn't read about him on the boat. Oh, God, Lord, God. Oh, Lord, Jesus, help me, God. Lord, how the world am I, God? How the world am I going to pay the taxes, God? Lord, I've got to pay the Caesar's taxes. He's going to come and behead me, Lord, God. Kill us both, Lord. What are we going to do, God? Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. If there's any sin in my life, God, forgive me. I'm hindering. The, Lord, maybe it's me hindering the, the money. Maybe God, I'm not get, maybe I can't get the money for Caesar, Lord. Maybe my wife's a heathen and I just don't know it, God. Maybe she did something wrong. I didn't read about him doing all that. <laughs> I didn't read about him doing all that. He said, you know, we got to pay taxes. Jesus said, go on out there and pull a fish up and open his mouth and take that money out and pay Caesar with it. You know what? You know what Peter was doing at that time? Peter was with Jesus. He wasn't concerned about making no money. The Bible says he left his ship. He left all and followed Jesus. He left his profession and he changed professions. He left all his profession and he followed Jesus. And when he was with Jesus, he didn't have to have money. You know why? Because Jesus had what he needed. And when they needed money, Jesus didn't have to call Wall Street. Jesus used his own creation to take from the enemy somewhere out there with some treasure, and a fish came up with a piece of it in his mouth. He didn't bring too much. He brought just what they needed. He didn't bring a sunken treasure chest up and say, here, by the way, take the rest of it for yourself. Jesus gave them what they needed. Do you think Peter ever went hungry? Didn't y'all read about Peter begging at the gate beautiful? Huh? Y'all didn't read about him begging? Y'all didn't read about him begging bread? Y'all didn't read about him standing under the bridge over on Interstate 29 or whatever it was and talking about, uh, uh, help, me, uh, help me preach Jesus? You reckon Peter starved? Reckon he went hungry? Reckon he, reckon he ever had to sleep out in the storms? No. You know why that is? How do you know that? Because the Bible says He would supply all our needs according to His great riches and glory. Amen. Amen. He said He'll supply all our needs. All our needs. Amen. We have not because we ask not. We ask and have not because we ask amiss. How are you asking the question? 
You know what? He said, which one of you by taking thought can add one cubit to his stature? Why take ye thought for what you shall eat or what you shall drink or what you shall put on? Why take ye thought for that? Jesus is trying to say, oh, you have little faith. Why are you worried about these these silly little things that God knows you need? Why are you worried about these things? These things mean nothing. Even when his disciples said, oh, feed him. He must be hungry. After he'd gone 40 days without eating, he was sitting at the well talking with a woman. And they came and said, oh, we know 40 days without eating, man. Oh, you need meat. You need sustenance. He says, he said, you have no idea what I need. He said, my meat is to do the will of the Father that sent me. That's my meat. That's what I need. (laughs) He said, man, I'm past that. I'm past that. That's what I'm trying to get each one of us past. I'm trying to get us past this, this. I'm trying to get us past this worldly thinking. I'm trying to get us past this carnal thinking. We are still in a carnal state of mind. We are still thinking in the carnal way, but we're trying to walk a spiritual walk. We're trying to do a balancing act. I feel the Holy Ghost. We're trying to do a balancing act. We're with one foot in the world and one foot in God. But I'm here to tell you today, I'm here to suggest to you that you take that foot out of the world, put both feet in the spirit, in the spirit realm, in the path of God, amen, in the kingdom world, and leave this democracy alone. Quit worrying about money. Quit worrying about all those things and start worrying about how your walk with God is. Instead of worrying about how much how much i got to have to pay these bills, quit worrying about that. Just take God for His Word. Take Him at His Word and know that He said He would do it. Amen. And so, listen, if He said it, that settles it. Didn't He say He would do it? Then what are you worried about? That's what Jesus is saying. Why take your thought? In other words, he's saying, what are you worried about this stuff for? He said, listen, if you would just do what I'm telling you, this don't even need to come into play. He's trying to say, man, oh, you have little faith. He said, man, why are you worried about this stuff for? Your father knows you have need of these things. Why in the world are you worried about this stuff for? I got that. That's that chump change. That's like a billionaire. That's like you're trying to tell a billionaire to worry about you weren't about $50. And you got a man that's a billionaire that spends more than $50 on shoestrings. I mean, you're sitting there talking to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, who, by the way, owns us at this point. And you're trying to come at him with a, I can't pay my bills, God. He's like, what? I can't pay my bills, God. I can't get my... I need more money, God. I can't... Lord, I'm, a, I'm trying to live right, God. I mean, I'm trying to do everything I can. I'm a, God, I'm a, well, I mean, now can, I know I can do this a little better, that a little better, but God, I mean, come on, God, I mean, I'm just trying to... Well, Lord, I just can't... And, and But I can't... Well, and I, if I could, but I... You, and God's sitting there going, What? 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 See how silly that sounds to God. When we come to him, with not that he's not concerned, 
It's just we got everything upside down. We got everything turned around backwards. You like, man, what the heck are you? Let me introduce my, I'm, I'm Jesus. Just a thought of that. I'm the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Yes. Maybe you should be talking to Lucifer. Because he's the one that, he's over worry and stuff like that. He's, he's one of, now, but now me, I'm the one over victory. I'm the one over salvation and I'm the one over, over meeting all your needs according to my great riches in glory. If you're having a problem, if I'm having a problem meeting my needs, then I'm not only having a problem. Oh, praise Jesus. Heaven just rolled over right there. Yeah. If I'm having a problem with Jesus, I am the problem. Because Jesus ain't. God wants to meet your needs. But He has set His Word. And He cannot go against His Word. He said, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now, we think about that in just settled terms. But let me tell you, this is a living Word and it applies across the board. Let me drop a thought in your mind. If you've sown seeds of doubt by, hmm, how could that be? How could you sow seeds of doubt, brother? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's right. You know how we sow seeds of doubt? You know what? You know who helps you sow them seeds? Oh, yeah, uh, hath God said, you know, he's a manipulator. You know, he will manipulate that word. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah, you better get to work. See, see, I told you that church ain't no count. Told you that church ain't no count. See, I didn't matter. See, now, if you're doing right by a man, if it was all that, why, man, see, God ain't, God ain't just, see, God should have done gave you $10 million by now, living all so righteous as you're living. But see how it ain't working like that. See what I mean? That's how the devil does. That's how the devil will do. He'll sow seeds of doubt in your mind. And he'll help you sow seeds of doubt. You know how he helps you do it? If he ever gets you to speak it. See? Uh huh. Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. When you speak defeat, it's already a done deal. Well, God, how am I going to make it? You just did it right there. We're every one of us guilty. Every single one of us are guilty. Why? Because we just cannot seem to let go. We just can't let go. You know what? Maybe it's because there's so little trust in this world anymore. Because there is so Many, there's so much wickedness and deceit in this world, in this life. We just have a hard time letting go and putting our entire existence in the hands of somebody else. And that's what it is to follow Jesus like he intends on us to follow him.
It means you completely letting go. That's what you must do. God's Word cannot lie. You'll never prove Him wrong. You'll never prove the Word of God wrong. Do you believe that? So why can't we get over this? Why can we not let go? Why can we not just say, you know what? <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's going to work fine. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'm glad. <laughs> Let me tell you about a lady right here. <laughs> What's wrong, darling? What's wrong, sweetheart? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, <laughs> couldn't even spit it out for five, ten minutes. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> I guess you, uh, guess you had seen that stack of bills over on the counter there. Uh, maybe I had seen those. Uh, I said, huh, well, maybe, what do you know that I don't know? I know Jesus. That happened years ago, man. Had no work, none. Didn't have any coming for about two or three months. And we'd already been three months. Maybe we'd done gone through our savings. This was our last week. Our last week, the money was going to run out. We had, I don't know, a big stack of bills on the counter over there, you know, a big stack to us then. But we look back on that now and say, dear God, <laughs> we thought that was a stack. Now I've got to have a tractor. <laughs> Bring a stack of bills. Doot, doot, doot. <laughs> Amen. It was a good old day. <laughs> Amen. But you know what? She was having a hard time with that. But I knew what the Word said, and I was so joyful. God had me with that faith right then. God had me that faith. He had me with that faith right then to show her. That's why He did it. It was to show her. Let me tell you, I can do it, even with this nut. And He did it. I said, man, I said, honey, I don't know how He's going to do it. I know we got work, but it ain't coming for another couple of months. I know the money's running out today. Amen. I know them bills over got to be paid uh, in the next uh, Friday. I know it's got to be paid Friday. It was like a Monday or something. I said, but I also know I've been paying my tithes. I know I've been fasting and praying. I know I've been seeking God. I know I've been preaching and, and ministering to people. Man, I know that I've been doing everything the Word of God tells me to do. And I know God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. I know that he will never leave me nor forsake me. Therefore, I said, therefore, praise God, I'm not worried about it, honey. There's a joy in my heart. There's a peace that surpasses all understanding. I don't know. I don't understand where this peace is coming from, but I just got some peace. Amen. And I said, any minute now, that phone's going to ring. I was standing right next to you. I pointed that phone. That phone's going to ring. It's going to be somebody we ain't worked for and over, and I ain't done no work for in over a year because I knew I'd already talked to everybody to work for that were regular customers, and there was no work to be had. I said, it'd be somebody I ain't worked for in over a year. I said, they're going to have a job that's ready to go right now, and it's going to be a good-paying job. And I said, you just watch and see. I ain't took three steps. Ring! I said, there it is. There's the call. As I was walking down the hall, didn't I, honey? She picked that phone up. He said, she said, Hoffman Acoustics, she said, hi, this is, uh, this is so-and-so. And said, uh, listen, uh, <clears throat> y'all did a job for me, I don't know, a little over a year ago. Said, uh, 
Oh, it, verbatim. He told her exactly what I just got through saying. And he said, is, uh, is Mr. Hoffman there? She says, yes, he is. Looked like a phone had a booger on it. She was just trying to... She did. She took it just like this to hand it to me. Just a moment. I walked up, grabbed the phone, said, Hello. Hey, hey, Mr. Hoffman, this is so-and-so. I, you remember me? I said, yeah, I remember you, man. He said, uh, "He said, man, you did a job for me uh, a little over a year ago. I said, yeah, I remember. He said, man, he said, uh, are you busy? I said, well, not too terribly. He said, uh, man, I've got a job out here in Leapers Fork. He said, man, it's a nice job, man. He, you know, he said, man, I, uh, he said, the people want, you know, Want somebody to just make a really nice uh, uh, playroom downstairs, a gathering room, whatever, for the adults, whatever. You know, the basement, real nice ranch they had out there. And he said, uh, I told them, you know, use the man for the job. He said, they want you to just, you choose the ceiling. He said, they want something really, really nice. And, you know, he said, and, and I told them, you know, you use the man for it. And, and said, they want you to choose it. And, and uh, you know, I told them, use an honest fellow. I said, yeah, well, you know, I am. I'll treat them, treat them right. I said, well, I've got the right ceiling in mind for them. He said, well, he said, you know, money's not an object, you know. He said, of course, be honest with him. I said, well, you know I will. He said, but okay. He said, well, he said, I said, when's it, when's it ready? He said, we well, started right now if you want to. I said, how about in the morning? He said, man, that'd be fine. I said, we'll see you first thing in the morning. Click, hung it up. I told my wife, I said, I want you to help me on this one. We're just going to do this ourselves. So went out there. It took us about four hours. We netted $1,800 on that job. It paid everything on the counter. It put, I don't know, another 1000 or $1,200 in the bank. Amen. And they paid us. As soon as I was done, they paid me just like that. Right then on the spot. Went straight to the bank, put the money in the bank, paid all the bills, had money in the bank. God met the need. He did it exactly like I said he was going to do it. You know why? Because I said he was going to do it. I didn't back up on it. I didn't climb down in the, in the doubt wagon. I stayed on the joy path. I didn't let, I did not let doubt bring me off the path. I stayed in there and I brought her in the path with me. And God helped me put her in the boat. Because he did just what I said. I, 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 I would have liked to have seen the thoughts flying across her mind when that phone rang. And that guy said, hi, this is Justin Ebert and y'all did a job for me a little over a year ago. I mean, I bet that was like right up there with seeing a ghost. I mean, because she did. She saw the Holy Ghost moving right then. And I'm going to tell you, that'll rock your world right there. And God will do that. She's seen crazy stuff like that happen. I could tell you, I could sit here for weeks and tell you stuff that's happened like that. Amen. That she's seen the Holy Ghost move in my life. I need to get back to that place. And matter of fact, I'm back to that place. Right now, I'm back in that place. And I'm not ever coming out of this place again. I'm going to stay right in this place. Lord, help me stand in this place. I'm back in that path. And I'm going to stay here. And I want you to get in that path with me. Because I'm going to show you, just like I showed her, this works. This works. God wants to be first. That's all He wants. He wants to be first in your life. He wants to be the only thing you're worried about. He wants 
Him to be the only thing that you take thought about. Not how much money you're going to make, how you're going to survive. But if you'll put all your thoughts on Him, He'll give you that stuff and He'll take care of those things. That means when you change your your life right now, today, when you say, okay, you know what, God? All right, that's it. I'm in. God, I'm not going to worry about it no more. I ain't worry about. I ain't worry about how much money I make next Friday. I'm not going to worry about the bills. I ain't worry about none of that stuff. You know what I'm worried about? You, you, Jesus. That's what I'm worried about. God, forgive me, forgive me, Lord, for having my priorities out of order. Lord, forgive me, Jesus. And you know what you're going to find out? You're going to find out that phone starts ringing. You're going to find out you got more work than you can shake a stick at. I feel the Holy Ghost on me. I'm telling you, God is God doing something here today. This ain't just another message, folks. I'm telling you, this is a life-changing event right here taking place right now in your life. This is a life-changing, life-altering situation right here. This is going to change your life. Amen. If you will do this, if you will commit, amen, today, you're going to see that phone start ringing. If you'll start turning your life, and you know what? When the phone starts ringing, don't forget. Who's got it ringing? Don't forget who's got that phone ringing. Don't forget and start giving more time to work and less time to Jesus. When it starts ringing, you need to know that God is putting you in demand, not in command. He's putting you in demand. You understand the difference there? He's not putting you in charge, and He's not putting you in command. He's putting you in demand. In other words, He's making you sought after. They're going to come to you seeking after you. They're going to seek you for work. But you're going to have to draw the line and say, well, you know what? I am available, but I'm not available that day. Or I am available, but I'm only available at these hours right here. And you know what? Don't worry about them leaving. Because if they leave, they never was there to start with. The devil will send people in your path, too, to just try to get you knocked off of that faith track. And he'll try to say, oh, well, I, I tried to give you some work, but if you don't want no work, well, you know what, partner? If you walk off and leave me, then you never was meant to be there anyway. But the next one that comes along will either be them coming back and sucking it up or, and apologizing or somebody else will come along and say, you know what, man, listen, man, someone so-and-so gave me your number. Man, are you available? Yes, I am. But I'm not available on this day, and I'm not available during this time, and I'm not available during that time. But, man, any other time, I'm, I'm, I'm right on it. Well, man, that works out good for me. I'm telling you, folks. This is the real way it works. This is the real way it works. If you'll give Him you, He'll give you Him. And did I tell you He was rich? Oh, He's rich. (laughs) He's rich. He owns a cattle of a thousand hills. He owns everything. Everything. How many of you know He's got your answer? How many of you know he ain't worried about making his bills? He ain't worried about another job. Did you know he ain't worried about you making your bills? You know that? He ain't worried about anything because he is. Yeah, I mean, he is. That sums it up. And he's more than enough. But Jesus is. We just have to line ourselves up with Him because He is. He's not worried. 
Therefore, neither should we be. Is there a limit to what he can do? The Bible says in Malachi 3.10. The Bible says in Malachi 3.10. And this is not just talking about tithe, but it says, Bring ye all the tithes in the storehouse and, and that there's meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith. Prove me now herewith. And see. Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. If he's got a blessing that you can, you ain't even got room to receive, that tells me he's got more than enough. That tells me that he's got more than you need. Isn't that right? The Bible says... With what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you. So if we want more from God, what's the trade-off? Again, that's not just talking about money. Yeah. How does a child spell love? Yeah, T-I-M-E. How many of you need more time? Did you know what? When you show God you want more time with Him, God will help you make more money in a shorter time. Did you know? You know why that is? That's it. But you know, before you can reap that harvest, what you got to do? you got to invest the time to begin with. you got to sow into that harvest. Amen. You know what? Sow what you will. Listen to that. Listen to that. Listen to what I just said right there. Sow what you will. See that? Sow what you will to happen. Will it? See? See? That's right right. You force it. Yeah. Because your flesh ain't going to forgive nobody. But you know what you got to do to that flesh, don't you? Sister Terry, what well, you got to do to that flesh? Uh-huh. Does that mean you pet on it a little less? Does that mean you just don't smooch on it quite enough? No. You quit feeding it. You put it on a tree. Nail it to the tree. Why do you have to nail it to the tree? So it don't come off of there. So, thy will be done, Lord. It ain't, in our, it ain't in us to walk right. Look at me, brother. Do I look like a natural-born right walker? I can tell you I'm not. It ain't in me to direct my steps. I praise the Lamb of God <laughs> that I don't have to. <laughs> I praise the Lamb of God that Jesus directs my steps because I don't know how to walk in the right path without Him. I don't have enough faith to get my way out of a closet, 
but praise the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. I know a man named Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God who was not only flesh, but was God Himself manifest in that flesh, who saw the likes of me and loved me. Praise God, despite what I was. Amen. And despite what I am, He's still with me. He's never left me. And instead of running off and throwing me in the lake of fire because I was a worthless cause, He's still long-suffering with me and still loves me enough to say, Man, can you just let go of that? Can you just turn loose and let me have it all? I mean, how long is this going to take? I mean, I've got to come back at some point. Are you going to get with the program or not? How many times... Do I have to show you this trick? He's got it all, man. He's got it all. And did you know we're the reason we don't have it all? Quit putting it on the devil. It ain't his fault. It's our fault. If the word is there and you see it, It's not the devil's fault you don't believe it. It's our fault. Haven't you seen God work miracles in your life? Well, didn't that show you that He can? Has He ever done anything in your life to show you that He can? He can do it? I promise you He can. And I promise you, you're worth it. You're worth it. Because if you weren't worth it, you wouldn't be here. If you weren't worth it, he wouldn't have went to that tree. He went to that tree because you are worth it. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. I know. I know my Redeemer liveth. I know. I know that I'm not about to let that devil win this I'm not about to let that devil hold me back I'm not going to let that devil pull me aside I'm not going to let that devil fool me I'm not going to have it if you will go all in with Jesus starting right now today You're going to see your life begin to change right now today. You're going to see your life change right now today. You know what? Daniel, the Bible tells Daniel, the Lord told Daniel. He didn't change the way he was living and then then a year down the road. God started changing things. He told him, he said, from the first day, from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy Lord. What does that mean, to chasten himself before the Lord? Come on. You're getting that part right, but you're, you're, you're missing. You're not following through with it. 
the chastening thyself, you're getting real good. But the key to it is before the Lord. That's not in front of the Lord. That's before the Lord has to do it. To chasten thyself before thy Lord or before thy God. You chasing yourself. The Bible says if you would judge yourself, you wouldn't be judged. You know what you do? You judge yourself. You say, you know what? That's out of balance. You have to say to yourself, Jay, that's just simply not going to work. How many times have you ever said that? I've said that to me a lot of times. I talk to myself a lot, man. People probably think I'm out of my mind. They probably think I flew over the cuckoo's nest, man. My wife probably thinks I'm nuts half the time because I carry on a conversation with me. And I don't put up with me, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell me right quick. I ain't playing that. I will knock you in the next week. I mean, I just talk to me. I chasten myself. You know what? I want to chasten myself where God has to do it. Because, hey, let me tell you, when it gets to the place God has to do it, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to see his belt. When he pulls his belt off, something bad fixing to happen. And Jesus has a big old belt, boy. And you can't outrun him. When you run, by the time you get there, he'll be standing there waiting on you. What took you so long? Now bend over. Yeah, like my daddy did. Two steps, man. I know exactly what a calf feels like, son, on the end of that rope. Dad said, huh, huh, well, he saw that I was fixing to run, and he had a lariat rope in his hand. He's like, go ahead, boy, go ahead, take off. Man, in a millisecond, I was mulling it over in my mind. He's old. I mean, he's old. I'm a track star. I run track in school. They call me Johnny Light. I could run around this whole place and be back here before he takes three steps. Buddy, I said, I got to try. I got to try. I took two steps. Boom! Hit the end of that rope. Daddy just went, snapped that man. Boom! My feet went straight out. Blap! Landed flat on my back. Dad walked up, put his foot on me, pulled the rope around my neck, said, How'd that work for you, boy? (laughs) I don't know why all those things happened to me, because I was pure as a driven snow, I'll tell you. But you know what, folks? We We have to chasten ourselves. But he said, from the first day, from that very first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy Lord, he said... Thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. See, you have not because you ask not. But you know what? If you're asking and you're not asking the right question or in the right way, you've asked amiss. People think of that ask ask and have not because you ask amiss, that you may heap it upon your own lust. But a lot of times... You're not getting the right answer because you're not asking the right question. Sometimes you're asking in the wrong way. Sometimes you're asking with your mouth when you should really be asking with your actions. How many of you know your actions speak a whole lot louder than your words? Remember the parable that I spoke earlier today. Who did the will of his father? 
The one the father said, I, <clears throat> hey, I want you to go work in my vineyard. And the one said, no, no, I don't want to go work in your vineyard. But later he repented of it when he got to feeling like, you know what, man, dad's been good to me and, well, I'm a heathen, you know, and I should really go work in my dad's vineyard. And he went ahead and went on and did it. Or the other son that he said, hey, I want you to go work in my vineyard. <laughs> I'm down with that, Dad. Word up, G. Hell, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm headed that way. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going right now. Hey, man, I'm already in the vineyard. I'm working in the vineyard right now. It's just a matter of time. I mean, I'm a, I, they call me Johnny V. I'm the vineyard boy. I'm, I'm headed for the vineyard right now. Dad, I'm, watch me. Watch me. I mean, watch me because, hey, I am the vineyard king right now. I'm, t- I'm heading to the vineyard right now. All day long when nobody in the vineyard. He never showed up. You ever had anybody do you like that? Oh, man. What? Oh, man, I'm there right now. I, matter of fact, I, I'm already there. It's just a matter of time. I'm already there. Count you count on me. Are you kidding me? Me? Oh, I'm the, I mean, you count on me. You can just take this to the bank right now. You know when somebody tells me that? I can tell you straight up, they ain't coming. But the one that says, man, man. <sighs> Buddy, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it, man. Really? Well, man. But you know what, man? I'll try. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it, man, but, man, I'll, I'll see what I can do. That's the one right there you can probably count on. But that one that's jumping over the, man, jumping every hoop, man, going to write it in 27 languages, man, just in case you don't understand one, to tell you how fabulous and how much they appreciate the opportunity that you would even ask them to come help you. Oh, Lord, God, but I'm, I'm in. I'm selling everything I have. I'm in right now. That one right there, I can tell you, if you're counting on them, going to sell the business, close the doors. And they never going to happen. The ones that will knock a tree over to tell me how they come into church, I can put it on paper. I can write I've done it. I can write it on paper. Fold it up and put it in my pulpit. That when they don't show up, I can pull it out and say, see, they're not going to show. <laughs> just the way it is. But the one that tell you, huh? I don't know. Well, to be honest, I really think you're kind of, you know, kind of a fruit loop myself. I think you're kind of, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't know if anointed is a word I would use. Touched in the head, maybe, but I don't know. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. That one you can probably count on. So which one did the will of the Father? The first one. Yeah. So I'd say his actions really spoke spoke louder than the words, don't you? We're so blessed to have what we have. We stand up and talk and testify about it every time we get to church. We're so blessed and we know we are. But God is trying to take us to that next level and say, do you really know how blessed you are? Do you really know how blessed you are? He's trying to say, what I'm trying to tell you is, you're blessed beyond what you know. It's right here. All you have to do is let go of your idea and grab onto mine. I know what you have need of. You don't even need to tell me about it. I know what you have need of before you even ask. I knew what you had need of for the rest of your life before I even formed you in the womb. 
I knew what you had need of. I knew you was going to blow that up. I knew you was going to break that. I knew you was going to tear that up. Well, it's the way you always do. I knew you was going to tear it up before I give it to you. That's why I made 70 of them so I could replace it 69 more times because it's going to take 69 more times for you to quit breaking it. But I made provisions for that. Yes, I know you're stupid. And so I made, I put a stupid clause in this to cover people like you. And I even put in there so stupid that you think you're smarter than everybody clause in it. 